Good day, everyone. Welcome to Locked On ACC. It is April 20th, 2020. I am your host. I'm Brian Wilmer. And it's time to start looking ahead to 2020 ACC football. We have reason to hope as we look ahead at college football schedules and ACC schedules. As you know, I am part of FBSchedules.com. And that's part of what we do is look at football schedules. So starting today, we will look at the ACC's football schedules in a series that we'll be rolling out here on the program over the next few weeks. Before we get into that, you can tweet the show. We are at Locked On ACC. You can email the show, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can follow me individually. I am at Sports Matters. I would love to hear from you as we get ready for ACC football whenever it may be played. We start today with Boston College, the first school in our series. We'll do these in alphabetical order, just so that we're fair. You heard their fight song play us in. BC, last year, had a rather interesting year, to say the least. They bring in a new football coach. We'll tell you about their new coach here in just a second. But before we do, let's look back at last year. BC finished last year 6-7, and 4-4, four and four, in the ACC, they scored 377 points, 29 a game. They gave up 418, 32.2 a game. They had a fairly bad Birmingham Bowl loss, 38-6 against Cincinnati. BC finished the season dropping three of four. They fell to Florida State at Notre Dame and in that Birmingham Bowl while closing the season with a win at Pittsburgh, which likely got them into that bowl. There was the possibility of a 5-7 and seven school, but that didn't need to happen as BC wound up going to the Birmingham Bowl at 6-6. Six and six. Mentioned a new coach, Steve Adazio, out. Jeff Halfley in for the Eagles for 2020. You also know, by the way, if you were following BC last year, that their fortunes really kind of turned right around that Louisville game. They lost that Louisville game, finished the season 3-4 and four after that, but it was in that Louisville game where the Eagles lost starting quarterback Anthony Brown. He had a lower leg injury that he suffered in that Louisville game. Anthony Brown now over to Oregon as a transfer. And BC at this point has Dennis Grossell, who came in and performed admirably in Brown's absence last year. They also have Notre Dame transfer Phil Dracovic, who may be on the field. We still don't have a definitive answer on a waiver for him eligibility-wise with the Uh, COVID and everything holding up the NCAA's legislative business. We'll find out more about that as the season rolls along, but BC does have some weapons coming back, even without Brown and without A.J. Dillon, their bruising running back. We'll talk more about those weapons as we get into analyzing BC's schedule, and the Eagles start off the year with an ACC tilt. BC welcomes Syracuse into Alumni Stadium for a Friday tilt. As of right now, tentatively scheduled for September 4th. As you know, the possibility exists of playing football in the spring. We've not yet determined that, so we're going under the assumption until told otherwise that we're going to be playing in the fall. So Friday, September 4th, opens up BC season. Last year, BC beat Syracuse 58-27 in the Carrier Dome. Syracuse last year 5-7, 2-6 in the ACC. In that game last year, BC 29-20 in first downs. BC ran the ball 65 times for 496 yards and five touchdowns against the Orange last year. 
A.J. Dillon, 35 carries, 242 yards, three touchdowns. David Bailey, the running back who will likely get the lion's share of the carries this year, 16 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns against the Orange last year. B.C. hung 691 yards of total offense on Syracuse in that contest last year. Game two, B.C. welcomes Ohio to Alumni Stadium, which is an interesting matchup. Ohio, part of the Maction crew that everyone's come to know and love, coached by Frank Solich. Ohio last year went 7-6, and 5-3 and three in the MAC East, scored 446 points, gave up 345. The schools have only played once in their history, so it's kind of tough to look at any recent history with the two schools. They last played September 24th, 1966. Pretty sure we can't really draw a whole lot of extrapolation out of that, but Ohio did win that game 23-14. Ohio's won three straight bowl games. They've gone to five in a row. They won the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in 2019. They won the Frisco Bowl in 2018 and the Bahamas Bowl in 2017. Before that, they fell in the Dollar General Bowl and Camellia Bowl. But Ohio, a very high-powered offensive group. So it'll be interesting to see how BC handles Ohio coming into town. Uh, Again, we don't have a whole lot of recent data with them, but they do have a veteran coach, a good offense, and they should give BC a rather interesting competition for Game 2. BC then hits the road to go to Kansas, and this is kind of a revenge game. Kansas came to BC last year and throttled the Eagles 48-24. 48-24, Kansas won a Jayhawk team that went 3-9 and last season. They were 1-8 in the Big 12. Kansas scored 282 points, gave up 433. So 48 of those 282 points scored in that one game. Kansas ran 45 times for 329 yards and three scores against BC. Also threw it 20 of 27 for 238 and three scores, along with a pick. Kansas, 567 yards of total offense against the Eagles last year in Chestnut Hill. Now, they'll go back out to Lawrence and try and exact some revenge at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. So keep an eye on that game as well. BC looking to get at least a little measure of revenge from last year's game in which Kansas so handily beat them. Then BC welcomes Purdue to Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill. Purdue last year really underperformed a lot of that had to do with injuries along with other things, but Purdue 4-8 and eight last season, 3-6 and six in the Big Ten West, guided by Jeff Brom, scored 310 points, gave up 367, did the Boilermakers. These two schools last played in 2018. BC lost 30-13 to 13 in West Lafayette. Now this is the return game with the Boilermakers heading east and playing in Chestnut Hill. Just to remind you of what we have thus far on the board, BC opens up with Syracuse at home, then hosts Ohio, then goes to Kansas, again, a revenge game for last year, and then welcomes Purdue to Chestnut Hill. So three of Boston College's four non-league games take place in those first four weeks. The other one's coming up. We'll tell you about that and about the rest of Boston College's schedule Coming up in just a bit, I want to again remind you that the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special is officially underway. Make sure that you check out the Mock Draft each day this week. It's on Locked On NFL. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can follow Locked On NFL on Spotify as well. 
getting you ready for the NFL draft with our mock draft specials. Make sure and check that out. Again, that's part of Locked On NFL here on the Locked On Podcast Network. More of Locked On ACC coming right back. Continuing on here on Locked On ACC, I'm Brian Wilmer. It is April 20th, 2020, and we are taking a look at the ACC football schedules for 2020. Again, courtesy of our good friends over at fbschedules.com, where I work, and just trying to get you ready for the ACC football slate, whether it's in the fall, the spring, whatever it may be. We're at least looking at it as though it's going to be in the fall, so just stay optimistic with us, will you? Moving into the meat of the ACC schedule for BC, Friday, October 2nd, the Eagles welcome the Clemson Tigers to Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill. Last year's national runners-up, as you know, Clemson finished 14-1 and last season, 9-0 and in the ACC, finished second in the final AP poll, scored 659 points, gave up just 203, did Clemson. The Tigers, as you recall, won the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State. That was a 29-23 final, then fell 42-25 to LSU in the college football championship. BC got punished last year by the Tigers. 59-7 Clemson with the victory. Clemson, 36 first downs in that game. BC just 10. BC ran 44 times for 97 yards and a score. Clemson also ran 44 times, but for 302 yards and three scores. BC, 6 of 18 through the air, 80 yards. Clemson, 25 of 36, 372, four scores. BC had one turnover. Didn't really much matter. Trevor Lawrence, 16 of 19 for the Tigers in that tilt, 275 yards, three scores. Travis Etienne, 16 carries, three touchdowns. He also snagged three passes for 33 yards. So 19 plays from scrimmage for ETN, 142 yards, three touchdowns in that contest. And Lawrence and ETN back again. So if you're looking at (laughs) what BC needs to do first and foremost, it is to stop those two. And that's a formula that nobody else seems to have gathered except for LSU in the last couple of years. So challenge one for BC is stopping those two. October 10th. Louisville visits Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill. Louisville finished last year 8-5 under first-year coach Scott Satterfield. They were 5-3 in the ACC. Scored 430 points, gave up 434, strangely even there. The Cardinals went to the Music City Bowl last year, and you'll recall if you were following the bowl announcements as they were coming out, the ACC and the SEC where they shared bowl alliances There were a lot of last-minute machinations and schools moving back and forth, and this school taking this bid, this school then declining that bid, and this school moving here. Tennessee was supposed to be playing Louisville in the the Music City Bowl and all that. It wound up being the Cardinals and the Bulldogs in Nashville. Louisville won 38-28, and as you'll recall, we talked earlier in the program about that game last year with Anthony Brown going down for the Eagles. Louisville beat BC 41-39 in a tough game. BC took the lead 39-38 with 3.32 to play on a 45-yard field goal, then wound up falling as Blayton Creaky hit a 41-yard field goal with a minute two to play. Louisville 41, BC 39. In that game, fairly even for a lot of these statistics, 26-24 first downs in favor of Louisville. BC ran 45 times for 259 yards and a score. Louisville 44 for 236, three scores. BC 15 of 33 through the air, 304, four touchdowns a rip. Louisville 23 of 34, 428, two scores. Louisville had 
a little bit larger yard total, 664 to 563. BC fumbled and lost it. Louisville fumbled and did not. Two turnovers for the Eagles, zero for the Cardinals, which is a bit of a problem, but still a good game nonetheless. Dennis Grossell came in last year in relief as Anthony Brown got hurt. Nine of 24 against the Cardinals, 111 yards, but three touchdowns and a pick. It's kind of odd when you throw nine uh, completions and three of them are for touchdowns. Brown, before he got hurt, six of seven in that game, 193 yards and a score. Louisville split its time between two quarterbacks as well. Malik Cunningham, 13 of 18, 288, a touchdown. Evan Conley, 10 of 16, 140, a touchdown. A.J. Dillon in that game, 22 carries, 118 yards, caught a pass for 36 yards, so 23 plays, 154 from scrimmage for A.J. Dillon. Louisville's JV and Hawkins ran 25 times for 172 yards against BC last year, scored once, caught one pass for 13 yards, so 26 plays, 185 yards from scrimmage for him, and a touchdown as Louisville got the victory. The Eagles are off October 17th, then travel to Virginia Tech, a Thursday night game, obviously for national broadcast from Lane Stadium. Thursday night games in Lane Stadium just seem to go hand in hand. And if you'll recall, BC and Virginia Tech on Thursday nights, they seem to go hand in hand as well. You'll recall Matt Ryan and his heroics years ago. Tech last year, 8-5, and 5-3 five, five and three in the ACC under Justin Fuente. Scored 401, surrendered 321. They fell in the Belk Bowl in one of the more memorable games we've seen in a long while. 37 30, the final against Kentucky. BC knocked off Virginia Tech last year, 35 28 in Chestnut Hill. Virginia Tech 29 first downs in that game, BC 18. The key, though, or at least one of the keys, arguably, BC held Tech to 42 carries for 98 yards and no scores. Meanwhile, the Eagles ran 44 times for 161 yards and three touchdowns. Tech 29 of 47 through the air, 344, four touchdowns, three picks. BC 15 of 27, 275, two scores and one pick. Something else significant. Virginia Tech fumbled and lost both times. So two fumbles, two losses, leading to five Virginia Tech turnovers. If you count those three picks, those two fumbles. BC, meanwhile, committed just one turnover in that game. Anthony Brown played for BC in that game. 15 of 26, 275, two touchdowns. A.J. Dillon, 23 carries, 81 yards and a score. David Bailey, 12 carries, 38 yards and a score in that victory against Virginia Tech last season. And then the final non-league game of the year for BC takes place Halloween day, night, whenever they decide to play it. BC welcomes Holy Cross to Chestnut Hill. Holy Cross last year won the Patriot League in the FCS, made the playoffs, fell in the first round 44-27 against Monmouth of the Big South. Holy Cross last year went 7-6. They were 5-1 in the Patriot League. They played two FBS opponents last year, did the Crusaders. They fell 45-7 at Navy to open the season, then went to Syracuse a month later. Lost 41-3, so the second ACC road opponent in back-to-back years for the Crusaders. And they will close out October and close out the non-league schedule for the Eagles in 2020. Still four more games to talk about. We'll also get into Boston College's predicted over-under for the year and talk a little more about new quarterback Phil Dracovic. All that coming up and more right here on Locked on ACC. 
Back in a second. Time for more Locked On ACC. We are again breaking down ACC football schedules for the fall, the spring, whatever of 2020, getting you ready for some football. We are rapidly approaching the NFL draft. We're also approaching the 100-day mark until the scheduled start of the football season. Let's cross our fingers and hope that that actually takes place. Resuming Boston College's schedule. Again, we're doing this in alphabetical order. We'll do this over the next few shows. So if you're waiting for your school schedule, follow along alphabetically. We'll also tell you at the end of each program who's next so we can get you ready as we start to break down college football schedules. Again, courtesy of our friends over at fbschedules.com. Saturday, November 7th, BC is at NC State's taking the show on the road to Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh. The Pack last year, 4-8, and 1-7 and seven in the ACC, scored just 265 points, gave up 361. BC knocked off the Pack last year, 45-24 in that game. BC, 23-15 first downs. State ran 27 times for just 56 yards. BC, meanwhile, carried 60 times for 429 in five scores. State, 20-44 of 44 through the air, 310 Three touchdowns, one rip, 366 yards. State fumbled once, got it back. They did have one turnover, that one interception. BC, meanwhile, 6 of 15 through the air, 103. Didn't really matter, though. 532 in total yardage for the Eagles last year. Zonovan Knight, the leading rusher for NC State last year, 10 carries, 27 yards for the Wolfpack. A.J. Dillon, meanwhile, 34 totes for 223 yards and three scores. David Bailey, 16 for 181 and two touchdowns himself in that convincing BC win last year over NC State. Saturday, November 14th, the Eagles continue on the road. They go to Doak Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee and take on Florida State. Florida State last year, 6-7, and 4-4 four and four in the ACC. The final campaign for Willie Taggart in Tallahassee. New Seminoles coach Mike Norvell ready to guide his club on the field this year. State last year, 363 points for 362 against Florida State. Went to the Sun Bowl last year, fell 20-14 to to Arizona State. BC fell 38-31 against Florida State last season in Chestnut Hill. In that game, BC 31-19 in first downs. Eagles carried 64 times for 281 yards and two touchdowns. Florida State 31 for 178 and three scores. Florida State 18 for 26 through the air, 346 two touchdowns, BC 20 of 29, 227, two touchdowns, a pick, Florida State 524 to 508 in total offense. Both teams fumbled twice. Neither team lost any of those fumbles. FSU penalized 11 times for 61 yards in that game, BC five times for just 30. James Blackman, 18 of 26 for the Seminoles last year, 346, two touchdowns, and Grossell 20 of 29 for 227. Cam Akers, 22 touches, 108 last year, and a touchdown for the Seminoles in that victory. A.J. Dillon got his hands on the ball 43 times for 190, but did not score. Saturday, November 21st, the North Carolina Tar Heels visit Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill last year. North Carolina, 7-6, 4-4 under Mac Brown, gave up 308 points, scored 430 did North Carolina under first-year starter Sam Howell at quarterback. These two teams did not play last year. Carolina, by the way, I should tell you, also won the Military Bowl last year, 55-13 against Temple. Carolina leads the all-time series 5-2. 
The teams last played in 2013. Boston College lost that game, 34-10. They've played six times in the regular season, once in the postseason. That was the Continental Tire Bowl in Charlotte in 2004. BC won that game 24-13, as you recall. And the season finale, Saturday, November 28th, BC at Wake Forest. The Eagles travel to BB&T Field in Winston-Salem. Wake Forest last year, 8-5, 4-4 in the ACC. Scored 414 points, gave up 378, which was kind of the bugaboo for Wake Forest. 76th out of 130 teams in opposing points per game. They lost the pinstripe bowl last year, did Wake Forest, 27-21 against Michigan State. But Wake Forest did beat BC last year, 27-24. In that game, 25-22 for BC first downs. Wake ran the ball 54 times for 197 yards and a touchdown. BC ran it 44 for 252. Wake 21 of 33 through the air, 243, two touchdowns, a pick. Wake Forest 21 of 33 through the air, 243, two touchdowns and a pick. BC 22 of 31, 281, three scores, two picks. BC 533 to 440 in total yards, but 3 to 1 in turnover margin is kind of a problem. Jamie Newman since transferred onto Georgia, 21 of 33 for Wake, 243 in that game, two touchdowns and a pick. Newman also was the leading total yards guy from scrimmage last year. Ran 23 times for 102 yards. Cade Carney ran 25 times for 63 yards and scored a touchdown. So there's your BC schedule looking ahead to next year. Again, just to recap very briefly, Friday, September 4th, BC hosts Syracuse. They'll stay at home. Saturday, September 12th, welcome Ohio to Alumni Stadium. They'll travel to Kansas Saturday, September 19th. They'll host Purdue Saturday, September 26th. Clemson comes calling Friday, October 2nd, and will almost assuredly be an ACC network game or some sort of ESPN property game. Saturday, October 10th, Louisville visits Chestnut Hill. The Eagles are off Saturday, October 17th, then travel to Virginia Tech Thursday, October 22nd. Saturday, October 31st, the Holy Cross Crusaders of the FCS close out Boston College's non-league slate. BC then on the road for two games at NC State Saturday, November 7th, at Florida State Saturday, November 14th. The final home game of the year is North Carolina. That takes place Saturday, November 21st, and they close the season on the road Do the Eagles. They are at Wake Forest Saturday, November 28th. If they are fortunate enough to make the ACC championship, that will be Saturday, December 5th at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. So there's your BC schedule for the year. Let's talk briefly about Phil Dracovic, the incoming quarterback transfer, former Notre Dame quarterback. He is a Gibsonia, Pennsylvania native. He was the number four dual threat quarterback, according to 24-7 sports out of high school. So he's obviously a pretty significant addition to this Boston College roster. Now, again, we have no final determination on his eligibility whatsoever, but do take into account that As a high schooler, he threw for over 8,200 yards, passed for 71 touchdowns, completed 68.4% of his passes, also rushed for over 2,900 yards. He's only the second quarterback in Western Pennsylvania high school history to throw for 3,000 and carry for 1,000 in a season. Last year, he was a sophomore at Notre Dame. He played in six games, 
He went 12 of 15 through the air, threw for 222 and two touchdowns, ran the ball 22 times for 130 yards. So if he's able to play, that obviously brings up a pretty interesting dynamic for this BC team. It is still a variable at this point, but we shall see whether or not he's able to play. There's not a lot of veteran leadership behind him. So it is fairly significant for BC to get him on the field. I'm curious to see what he looks like, particularly in this BC offense. So that's an item on which to keep an eye as the spring and summer progress. Let's also take a look very briefly at Boston College's projected over-under win total for this year. According to Caesars, they have BC at five wins over-under. So let's take a quick jaunt through that schedule and see where we see five wins. Syracuse, that's uh, that's a toss-up to me. I think they can win that game. That's a toss-up, though. Ohio, they can win that game, but Ohio is sneaky good. At Kansas, they should win. Purdue, they should win, but again... Purdue lost a lot last year due to injuries and various other factors, so they should be better this year. Clemson, no. Louisville, no. At Virginia Tech, eh, Thursday night in Lane, I don't know. And again, keep in mind when you hear me say this and go through these processes, I am not a genius prognosticator. So if you want to tell me that I'm wrong in picking these games, chances are I already know that I'm wrong in picking these games. So just know that. Holy Cross, the Eagles should win at NC State. They should win at Florida State. Eh. North Carolina, probably not at Wake Forest. It'll be a good game, but I'm not so sure I'm comfortable picking them in BB&T Field either. So if you count up Syracuse, let's give them Ohio. Again, let's give them Syracuse and a, a pick Kansas, Purdue, Holy Cross, NC State, that's six, potentially. Not so sure I feel great about going over there, but there you have it. If you have anything you want to contribute to the program, any thoughts, opinions, whatever else you may have, please send those to us. We are at LockedOnACC on Twitter. LockedOnACC at gmail.com is the email address. You can also tweet them to me individually. I am at Sports Matters on the intertubes. I want to thank you for joining us here on Locked On ACC for Monday April 20th, 2020. We'll see you back here Wednesday as we break down the Clemson Tigers schedule. While you're listening to podcasts and listening to conference shows in particular, check out Locked On Big Ten and Locked On SEC, our fellow conference shows right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They appreciate your support, and so do we. Until Wednesday, this has been Locked On ACC. I'm Brian Wilmer. Take care. See you Wednesday.